Welcome back to the Tia versus Fancy Cash podcast. This is episode six, and we are talking about facing demons. The topic for today is does depression cause problems or does your problems cause depression? I have with me former Rattler, current med school student, Tom Diamond. Yo, what's going on? And another former Rattler, Elena Stanley. She's a mental health counselor. Hey, y'all. Okay, so the central cause of depression is actually timing. Like, no matter in what area of your life you're in, we sometimes become depressed because of the timing of our situations. It could be because we feel like we're in a place for too long while others have seemingly passed us by. It could be because we expected a relationship to last longer than it actually did. Or if we are just uncomfortable in a place and waiting for change. It could also, depression could also come from death where we feel like God took people away from us too soon um tom you know what's (laughs) depression to you i mean depression to me is when i'm on instagram and i post a picture and the the minute count don't add up to the likes it's you know 10 10 minutes and eight likes tom bye this is serious (laughs) this is serious that's depressing no this is serious yeah definitely got the whole time away (laughs) Like, no, I swear to God, like, if I post a picture and it's only, like, five likes, and I know I'm wrong, we're going to try to try this again at 8 o'clock. We're going to yeah. try to see again at 8 when everybody off work, and I ate yeah. dinner, and they're good. They're good, yeah. yeah. Clearly, y'all missed it. Yeah, clearly. like, y'all missed this five shit. Like, that's a problem. <laughs> that's a problem. Okay, Elena, you're the more serious person. We're sorry. <laughs> no. You have the master's degree and stuff. So, well, both of y'all do. But, okay, so what's, like, the um, clinical definition of depression? So, it's like nine symptoms, and you have to have five present. I'm just going to list them off. Um, so, first, just having a depressed mood for most of the day, or nearly every day. Simple. Um, markedly diminished interest or pleasure in almost all activities. So, you just don't have interest in anything that you normally in, enjoy. Um, significant weight loss or weight gain, and you're not trying to lose or gain weight at that time. You just It just happens. Um, insomnia or hypersomnia, so basically sleeping too much or not sleeping enough. Psychomotor agitation, so not being able to get your words out, having you know the thinking and the, it actually coming out your mouth, which I might be having right now. Um, mm-hmm. so <laughs> um, we all had it, but yeah, so fatigue or loss of energy for you know, you, you may get your sleep, but you still just feel tired. Um, feelings of worthlessness or excessive or inappropriate guilt. Um, diminished ability to think or concentrate, so just being indecisive, and also recurring thoughts of death, not necessarily suicide, but just you thinking about death. Tom, I think I'm depressed. <laughs> like, I feel like this is my life, That's minus it. the death stuff. I hit about seven of the categories. Right. So we might, is it is it chronic depression? Is that? I mean, you can have different episodes. Like, you have, because it only has to be present for two, those symptoms have to be present for two weeks. But it's been like 23 years I've been feeling like this. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> you might want to go check yourself in at River, um, River Point. Girl, <laughs> don't be, um, um, um. <laughs> tell people I'm finna go <laughs> Right, right. Nah, I, I definitely, um, I think, I think that, you know, that's, depression is one of those things that we don't really talk about, we don't necessarily highlight because it has a stigma to it, like you're a loser, you know, you just, your life sucks because you're depressed. That's, that's not necessarily true, you know what I'm saying? People um, think it's a disease. Yeah, it's not a disease, it's a disorder. And so d- depression is not a disease, it's a disorder. And it's nothing to be embarrassed about if you um, if you can, you know what I'm saying, acknowledge, um, you know what I'm saying, that you are depressed. I don't think it's something to be embarrassed about. Um, I feel like, you know, in like most black homes or not even black homes, young, like when we go to our parents and we say, mama, I'm depressed. Well, first thing they tell you is what? What you got to be depressed about? Right. You got a, you got food on the table, a house over your head. Yeah. You know, like, your own room. yeah, it's churning Africa starving. You talking about depressed. And I feel like don't write me off when I'm, when I'm crying out for help. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's where a lot of these murders and robberies and all this stuff come from because these kids acting out because at home like black parents really just oh you ain't got no nerves or if anybody should be depressed around here it should be me you know what I'm yeah. saying because I got to tell you three or four times to clean the kitchen up no mom outside of cleaning up the kitchen I'm depressed okay <laughs> like <laughs> they to talk about the robberies and the murders and all that people get desensitized they lose they don't they don't become sad anymore about those things happening like oh that's just gonna happen and when you get in a mindset like that don't nobody they, care they, you don't care about life or you know yeah, or no, anybody else's life right. but your own that, that that can lead to depression of a whole nother 
you know ballpark. Yeah. But we'll talk about like anger and all that stuff yeah. in like future episodes. We're just gonna, you know, keep keep it on, keep it on depression mm-hmm. right now. Um Tom? So I mean no, I mean <laughs> talking about so one of the ways people always counteract depression is though you just pray about it. You know, this, this, you this, cannot pray everything away. You cannot, I, I'm a you big cannot. firm believer in that. And I and I and I am um I mean I'm pretty sure everybody knows I uh, do come from a Christian background. And you know, the Bible talks about faith without works is dead. And that's what prayer is without any action behind it. Mm-hmm. Um one of the major stigmas that people don't realize, especially in the Christian faith, is that Jesus Christ had several emotions. And I'm reading a book currently right now, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, and it talks about us as Christians and believers expressing our emotions and being effective with it. Jesus got Jesus got sad, he was angry, he was excited, um, he cried, uh, he was even fearful, you know, when he's going getting ready to go to the cross and he prays to God and say, God, you know, basically, is there any other way could you remove this cup? You know, he was scared, he had apprehension. And so if Jesus, the person that we're supposed to be modeling our life after, if he experienced these emotions, why do you feel as if it's okay for you not to experience them or brush them under the rug? Is it being weak or, you know, things like that? And that's what pushes us into depression when we ignore um, the, 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 the basic emotions of our life that we all experience. You know what I'm saying? Um like I guess you know this podcast like, is is a way for me to you know get personal for me like the short side of Tia and fancy cash that like social media don't get to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess like growing up, my daddy always told me you know crying was a sign of weakness, and like you just made you know sense to me. I'm 23 years old, and you just kind of like helped me you know what I'm saying understand better. Like if Jesus can be vulnerable and can cry and experience his emotions, I can cry too. Like you know who am I? Why do I have to be so strong for everybody? Why do I have to be so tough? Why do I have to be so hard? Like, I'm 23 years old, and I can honestly say my own mama only seen me cry a handful of times about, you know what I'm saying, seriously damaging issues. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not, you know, whoopings. I got the most whoopings out of everybody in the house. You know what I'm saying? Of course, I'm going to cry about that. <laughs> but, like, serious stuff. Like, even my daddy, losing my daddy, losing my sister, losing, like, the, the lady who gave me my first job. Like, I took that so hard, but I would only cry behind closed doors. And I was so hard on myself, I wouldn't even let myself cry behind closed doors because I feel like... Oh, you know what I'm saying? She wasn't just my mentor. Mm-hmm. She was somebody mama. They should be crying. I shouldn't be crying. I should be trying to be strong for them. And it's just mm-hmm. like, that made me angry. Like, be, keeping stuff bottled in and feeling like I was exempt from emotion. I was exempt from crying. I had to be so strong. That's what made me angry. Like, 23 years. Like, I'm 23 going on 24 mm-hmm. in two weeks. I just learned how to cry. Like, I just learned how to just let myself be vulnerable. And I'm a, I'm a happier person. And that's why, you know, with having a spiritual background, especially in the African-American community, we always talk about, we'll just pray. But my thing is, and my standpoint is, God wouldn't have placed therapists and doctors and psychiatrists in our world if he didn't want us to utilize them. Right. As well as praying. You, know, you don't, you, as well as praying, but you don't have to do one and not do the other. Like, just because you go to church doesn't mean you can't go see your therapist. Right. And just because mm-hmm. you go see your therapist doesn't mean you, you stop going to church. Right. You work, those work together. Yeah, hand in hand. Because, you know, of course, a leader of God, he has a different, you know, he has a different spiritual path and a different training than myself uh, from a clinical standpoint. So, we can feed, you know, we can help you in two different aspects to get you back home. Yeah. Because, you know, it's different parts to a person. It's not one way, is the fixing way. Every, you know, you can have help from every part of your life. Right. Tom, have you ever been to therapy before? I mean, I've been to the studio. Oh, so you put it on pen and paper, and that's yeah, your therapy. That's my. I drop a mixtape every year. Okay, and, and that's true. Like some people, <laughs> some people, their therapy April Fools <laughs> is dropping on April first. But like some people, their therapy is like through rapping, through, through doing rap. hair, through dance and stuff like that. And Elena, have you ever been to therapy before? Yeah, um, that's why I'm in. The, that's why mental health is so big to me because my mom she wants to break that that generational thing of just you know, fussing and cussing and fighting us and all this stuff. And she put me and my brother in therapy when I was 16 when her and my dad were going through their divorce. So that's why I've been going to therapy on and off for like the last 10 years. Ooh, I just aged myself. But um, Yeah, baby, you kind of old. <laughs> but no, for, I've just been, I've been in and out of therapy at different points in my life because we go through seasons where, you know, things are going good. And I always tell people you need to maintain it so you go see a therapist. But then we also have our moments where, 
it seems like if it can go wrong, it's going wrong. And that's just and like prayer. Don't just pray when it's all so, going bad, and don't just pray when it's all going good. Like yeah. you just you know, stay consistent. <laughs> okay, we're gonna start a GoFundMe account for those tithes and offerings. <laughs> so I don't use Cash App, but but seriously, like um, I I believe in um therapy, but I believe in different um I I received it different. Okay, so my dad got killed in 2005. Mm-hmm. My mom was not one of those moms that you know didn't address the situation. And thought I would outgrow the the pain, or you know, the older you would get, then I explain it. No, she addressed it and she hit it like right on spot on. Like I went to grievance counts for camp camps for weekends at a time, mm-hmm. and I I went to therapy to hospice or whatever to speak to somebody, and I received it different because I felt like you just wrote me off as being angry, but you, like the person who I was sitting in front of didn't understand me. Mm-hmm. So I might have been unappreciative of therapy at that time because I just felt like, mama, this lady don't look like me. She don't know what I done been through. She just reading off what she learned in the textbooks in school. Mm-hmm. And she not really feeling me. Like, you don't understand how I felt. Like, honestly and truly, like, we all come from different backgrounds. Until you lose a parent, you can never feel where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll, you'll never, unless you, you know what I'm saying, yeah. done lost this person. You can't tell me how to feel, how to handle it. You can't tell me just breathe and count yeah. to 10. That shit is out the window. Mm-hmm. This is a different kind of pain. I'm 23 years old, and I still be on Lim Turner just riding by with my daddy got killed that, and mm-hmm. I just boohoo crying. You know what I'm saying? I, I could be having the time of my life, and I just I freeze up. Because, like, yeah. stuff just triggers that depression. And yeah. depression is mm-hmm. not like a like a one week two week thing like this is like a lifetime, a lifetime. thing and it just it just hit you like when you mm-hmm. least expect it like it's not just oh i lost a job or, oh somebody got cancer oh you know people who feel like you ain't never been through nothing to you you ain't never been broke you ain't never you know what i'm saying you ain't, you ain't never get kicked out yeah exactly. like it's different struggles that Being we all face it's different one. you know what i'm saying demons mm-hmm. like the the topic of the conversation is facing demons. I feel like you may feel like, oh, I got this perfect life. You know, I never really struggled financially. I got a su- great support system. But you don't understand. I lost some people close to me, and that shit fucked me up. Like, that's a demon that I'm facing. Like, yeah. losing people that you love so close to you, people who you really feel like got you and supposed to have you for your whole life. Mm-hmm. Like, my daddy. I lost the lady who gave me my first job. I lost her. I lost my stepsister. She went mm-hmm. to fam you. That's why I went to fam you. Like it's it's levels to this. It's it's a personal hustle. It's a personal. You know what I'm saying? Like the reason why I do a lot that I do is because I lost so many people close to me, and it's so depressing when I feel like, all right, I know I'm making them happy. I know I'm doing good in life, but they not here to physically tell me that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And that's why, that's depressing. And that's why, as a therapist, I always, you know, if I don't, I, I never say I know what you're going through because yeah, I don't. That's know not what fair you're to say because you don't know. I, I don't know what you're going through. I have not lost a parent. Like, yeah, I, I cannot. I can't ever pull from that standpoint. But it's also you have to be, you know, we've open minded. You know, you have to be open minded and you have to be sympathetic. Like I, I mean, I can give you that sympathy because I know what it's like to lose someone. Yeah. But no, I can't say, oh, when I lost my daddy, or oh, when you know, I lost, you know, yeah. no, I can't pull from that. So I know I would never mean for myself. I would never pull like that because that's that's not authentic. That's not you know fair to your client. Right. And that's why I say just um like we going to church. You have to find where you fit spiritually. That's the same thing you got to do with a therapist. If you feel like this therapist ain't going to work for me, and a lot of times, like in any conversation, you you know that within like the first few minutes, okay, time to figure out a new one. Yeah. And so, I don't, and I think that's what gets people started on their negative. Like, well, I went to this therapist and they didn't work for me, so all therapy's not going to work. No, that therapist didn't work for you. You got to find the one that's going to help you. And not, not even therapy. Like, okay, you are a therapist. So mm-hmm. we we do want to, I guess, promote seeking help and seeking therapy because yes, they're, they're please, there. Please but help. sometimes mm-hmm. you just need, like, a, a close friend. Get in like, the studio. Shut up about this mixtape. <laughs> but, um, you got to put it on wax, man. Yeah, we're going to check out your SoundCloud after this uh, podcast. <laughs> but, like, seriously, like, we, like, okay... I mean, I, okay, so my best friend, I love her to mm-hmm. death, but I don't, I can't go to her about everything because she ain't been through half the stuff I've been through. Like, we two different people. We yeah. like, we like oil and water. However, Elena, we met each other, what what year was I? I think I was a freshman when we she first met. Freshman year. I don't mm-hmm. talk to you every day. I don't talk to Tom every day, but these are my close friends. I know I can call them if I ever need anything. Don't, and it's You can't call me. Yes, I can. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm yes, joking. I can. I'm joking. I'm joking. Yes, I can. <laughs> I, I just call your grandma. Like, it don't matter. I call your, I call your daddy. Like, it don't. Like, I'm just that much in the family. Like, I'll do that. And you know that. But seriously, like, I probably can't go to my mama about this. But I know, like, dang, Diamond done been here before. Elena done been here before. Let me call him and just pull 
my heart out to them. I done, we done been in the mall, both of y'all, and I sat in the mall for like yeah, hours, literally crazy. just that talking. Is true. Like, just talking, catching up on life, even though we don't talk every day. And y'all make me feel so much better about the situation from an unbiased standpoint versus mm-hmm. my best friend that's going to tell me, oh, T, you just crazy. Oh, you overreacting. You know, my mama, and that's the I know your attitude, T. <laughs> I already know that you was yeah. in the wrong. Uh-uh. <laughs> and that's the point of therapy is the fact that that's a that's an unbiased person. They don't know your mama, they don't know your daddy, they, they only know what you tell them. Right. So they can't they they're not gonna have these preconceived notions about oh Tia roll her eyes anytime somebody say something she don't like or this they'll And that's my mama boy. My mama was quick to say, Now what did you do, Tia? Mama every time I do something every time I something happens, it's not just me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not in the wrong, but that's parents for parents, you. And, yes. But see me, I'm different. I got tough skin. My mom you know, me and mama we we that's what we do, but some people literally growing up 20, 30 years old, they feel like their parents wrote them off. Or my grandparents wrote me off, or the teachers wrote me off, and that's your reason for acting out all throughout mm-hmm. life. Or that's your excuse for being such an angry person or such a you know what I'm saying mad at the world person. And at some point, you gotta address that, and that's what this whole podcast is about, like facing demons. Like you gotta let that stuff from your past go, because it's people who walk around proud of being angry, proud of being exactly. crazy, and it's it just because day. oh my mama put me in ESC yeah. when I was little, so you gonna stick with that. You may do be a nutcase. Some, some of y'all need ESC. Yeah, <laughs> like you may just very well be, you know what I'm saying, a special case. But you can't go through your whole life blaming what your parents did or how your parents wasn't there for you with attention you never received at home, because that's not fair to the people you meet in now in present day. Yeah, you gotta. I mean, one of the things, especially as black people, and that I, I've been black my whole life, I can't right, speak on Right, we ain't racist, right? Yeah. <laughs> I gotta speak on what I know. All I know is black. All I know is black. <laughs> um, uh, but I, one of my favorite authors, her name is Dr. Joy DeGuyre, she did a lecture on post traumatic slave disorder, PTSD. We all know PTSD is um, the people in the military, but post traumatic slave disorder is something that all of us as black people face. Um, and she and she pointed it out. You know, we face it in so many ways. Like all of us have heard the phrase, you know, we got to work twice as hard to get half, half of what, what they have. Half what they have. You know what I'm saying? Um, your parents tell you before you leave the house, if you get pulled over by the police, don't make no sudden moves. Like those are not laws. You know what I'm saying? Those right. are not those are not laws in America. You can do. You have your rights, but we have a different set of rights, a code that we have to live by in America in order to survive. And so. Mm-hmm. This stems back from slavery and it's been passed down generation to generation, trauma, you know, trauma being passed down. We teach our kids trauma in order for us to survive. And so some of the hurt that we have that we experience, you got to realize that it's passed down from our parents. So when you come to them and say, hey, you know, this is how I feel and they blow you off. Don't necessarily look at them as being a bad person. This is what they've been taught. Mm-hmm. And our job is our, our job in the generation as millennials is to move the bar a little bit more open the conversation up a little bit about mental health and that it is real open the conversation up about uh therapy open the conversation up about our emotions our feelings because for 300 400 years it didn't matter right like your, your, your feelings it was swept didn't matter it was swept under the rug and you you and you wonder why oh we just act like that because that's how they are no we act like that because nigga we had all this horrible traumatic things happen to us and we just can't go without it like you you have people who are in the army and who do three years fighting in a war and come home and for the rest of their life they are bad shit crazy. Bad shit crazy. <laughs> yeah. So you mean to tell me that for four hundred years of slavery and Jim Crow and civil rights and all these things and seeing people get lynched, we see people on the news now, we seeing people get shot by the police and nothing's happening, that this has nothing to do no, it devalues you as a person. It makes you think that this society doesn't care about me. And it mm-hmm. and it causes it causes trauma. And so you walk around already understanding like, damn, they go to police. All the odds are against us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let me, yeah, damn, they go to, let me, let me, let me move differently. And so we got to address these things and be open with it. And like some of the problems that we have, we didn't bring upon ourselves. A lot of problems we have, we didn't bring upon ourselves. We just, just suffered from It's just put in our head. Like, okay, yeah. now I can honestly say one thing I learned from my mom and my daddy growing up, stop putting yourself in a box like they never allowed me i did tap dance i did um um ballet i did clarinet i never stripped my mama swore (laughs) my mama swore i had too much money in college like how are you affording to go on all these trips like she thought i wasn't in school until she saw my degree in the mail (laughs) she really thought i was stripping but no i'm saying like i literally did everything softball basketball baseball gymnastics cheer i did everything swim captain swim coach swim team all that like it was just my mama felt like if 
Becky Sue and Johnny can do it, you can do it too. Mm-hmm. Like stop feeling, stop letting people tell you only black people do this. And that's how I, like people swear they don't know how how you so popular. To you? How do everybody know you? How, because I did so much growing up. I met so many people. I was involved in so much because it was just like. I felt like if they can do it, I could do it too. And I didn't limit myself. And I'm like that in present day. In college, I did pageants. My mom was like, at one point, she was just like, everything I'm doing just a phase. Everything, like, girl, can you find one thing and stick to it? Even like even now, like, I'm back and forth between YouTube and podcasting. And it's like, I'm, I'm trying to find what fits me. And I'm not going to limit myself. You know, everybody doing YouTube, let me try something different. I'm doing podcasting, bring something fresh to the table. Because if you look at podcasting, it ain't nothing but people, rich people, Telling you how to flip houses and like people delete the podcast app off their phone to clear up space. Black people and it is you know what I'm saying that's what they do. Like people tell me, oh, I never thought I'd use that app, and here I am. You know what I'm saying, bringing something fresh to the table because it's different. Like I didn't let you know what I'm saying being black stop me from um what is it like what's what the word I want to say? I didn't let that stop me from exploring. And that's and just to talk about you saying how you pop it, people, especially you know, I'm I'm speaking from the black girl and mm-hmm. is the fact that. I don't have no friends. I don't do 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 Right. Want to be antisocial. Want to be antisocial all What's the up time. With that? Why y'all don't be But speaking? my thing is. What? No, we you, speak. What's how, up with that? Well, how do you think you're going to get to the next level without, you know, you know, making connections and saying, you know, going to somebody saying, I don't, I'm not feeling my best. You know, yeah. you know what your best is. If you're not feeling your best, you need to be able to have people in your life that, you turned to like Tia said earlier, having, you know, someone that she can have a heart to heart to and not feel like, when she walk away from the conversation, is she? Well, is she gonna tell what I just said? Right. No. And that's going back to talking about, you know, labels being put on us. I, I had an aunt tell me just very recently, like if you start, boy, when you start letting what other people say about you get into your head and you start believing it, that's when you've already lost. Yeah. yeah. People can say people gonna talk about you to the day you die. That's that's just a known fact, you know. Even we know people who are dying, they get talked about still to this day. Right. It's, I mean, that's that's just something we have to deal with. It's a matter of how are you going to deal with? It. Are you going to let it put you down, or are you going to be like, okay, I'm going to do all this in spite of what you just said? Right. And uh, people get depressed by other people's um, notions of them. Me, mm-hmm. how I can bring myself like. I don't, okay, a lot of people struggle with, they don't feel like they had the support that they deserve. Nobody supports me. I, that's not my struggle. You, mm-hmm. I have, I've been a people person my entire life. I don't mind speaking up. I have an aggressive approach. If I need help from you, I'm going to ask you. If I, you know what I'm saying? Look, I, I love what you're doing. I've been watching you for a long time. Can you mentor me? Can I shadow you? You know what I'm saying? Can I work up under you? I don't want no comp, no monetary compensation for it. The money going to come. I just want to gain the knowledge to get where you at because I admire you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know how to ask for help. That's and that's our, yeah. yeah, and that's that's a that's social a black media? thing, not as not knowing how to ask for help. I think it's I think it's a social media thing. I mean, I mean, some of this I'm not gonna all attribute to all being black because I think social media gives us this instant gratification, gratification, and you and you literally are looking at somebody and you're judging their life off of a snapshot or their best angle of their best angle, like shot to Drake. To and they, exactly, they it's like ten other pictures that they didn't show. You know what I'm saying? Like you can take an angle of something and you can spin it. You know what I'm saying? Using your camera and people think like, damn, this nigga is living. Because I, I could literally, listen, I could be a plumber. Literally, you don't know me in real life. So I could be a plumber and I could be in this mansion and I could post a picture of, oh, new new crib, what's up? Like, what's all, up? Like, yeah. all it takes is one picture of me to be like, oh, house shopping. Damn. It's, yeah, it's like the caption damn. makes the picture. Yeah. I can post house shopping. Literally, I'm just going to fix their toilet. That's it. That's it. Like, that's really yeah. it. Yeah. People, and people people are envious of that, not knowing I'm lying. I'm putting on. I'm fronting. Yeah. And you around here jealous finna kill yourself because you feel like, bro, Tia went to school with me, bro. I know who she used to be, bro. Yeah. And she living like this. Mm-hmm. Like, I see these girls now with all this designer on. I, I can afford designer, but I choose to, you know, I have a daughter. I choose to use my money on other things. Well, you can print it off and put on a, a gilded t-shirt. Yeah, because like, now, <laughs> now we can start printing off, you know what I'm saying, our own labels. But I see these girls, and I, like, I don't get envious of them. I'm not envious of anybody. But I'm like, dang, bro, I, I get tempted. Dang, mm-hmm. I want to go on with Louis Vuitton. I'm fancy cash. Why can't I have, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I feel like I got to pop out with a Louis too. I had, I had that, like, three years ago. I kind of changed. I, I, I pulled off social media for a while. Um, I did, and I always do. I always I fast something. I give up social media a lot, along with other things. But when I pulled off, I realized one how unimportant it was because it's literally you're checking to see how other people are doing mm-hmm. in their life, not how they're doing emotionally. Or like, you okay? Your family okay? You literally checking to see like, 
let me see how far along this person has gotten or that person has gotten. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, and, and that's and that's a that's a false comparison. You know, one of the things one of the one of the things that really helped me is I remember there was a graphic on social media, and it talked about like Oprah at 26, Oprah fired. Was, got fired. You know, Mark Cuban was a bartender, and you thinking like, damn, I'm 23. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. no, like I'm Tiffany Harris. Tiffany Harris is 37, 38, and she's just now breaking. It. But if but if you let if you let Facebook, you let Instagram, mm-hmm. you let Snapchat. All that stuff. Mm-hmm. If you if you watch what people around you are doing, you would think that you are retarded. You would think that you slow, mm-hmm. that you that you doing making the wrong moves because people are pointing out what they want you to see. Nobody shows you like, damn, I failed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nobody shows you like, nah. That they tell work. that after the fact. They tell it after the fact. During yeah, their yeah. Story. yeah. During their sex stories, like, yeah, I tried it 50 times <laughs> and I got it once. But you thinking that. Oh man, this cat hit it one time. Yeah. Like you're, you're not looking at. And one of the things I, I'm a gambler. I gamble a lot. And um, dang, we, we, it be the own. It be own preacher son. Yeah, I, I, I gamble. I gamble. Not no more. I don't gamble that much no more. But one of the things as a gamble, any gambler tell you, play the percentages. Always play the percentages. You always want to play, and you're gonna put your money on the highest percentage. We look at social media, and that sometimes, and there, and there are success stories. I'm not knocking people saying everybody faking. There are success stories. But majority of people who are the success stories that you goals, whatever, relationship goals, life goals, they are the 0.5% of everybody else. Everybody else is like, yo, I'm trying to make it. Yeah. I'm busting my ass. This, this ain't amazing. working. I'm doing this for my family. I'm doing this for my fa- my kids. I'm doing this for this, this, and, per- and this person. But we never see that. We see the one person who graduated, um, guy came out, came out. You know, out out of, out of college, where they want to be, making six figures, or they just thought of this one idea and it boom, it caught on like wildfire, or you know. And it's but like, you don't Damn. know those long nights. Yeah. You know, like you never seen like the crime, the depression. You don't even know like the people, the the ten thousand other people behind them that have failed. Yeah. Like one of the things I realized, like when I got out, I when I got a fam, I like I I I, hit, I didn't hit a rock bottom, but I definitely hit reality because I graduated. And um, started working at Tallahassee Memorial as an EKG technician. As a custodian. Nigga, no. <laughs> <laughs> EKG, cardiac technician, monitor. I was making like $11 an hour. Head custodian in charge. Nigga, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I left fam. I was like, yo, I'm going to med school. And so um, I went to Tampa and applied to USF Med. Got denied. I was like, what the fuck? I went, like, denied. With all these credentials, like, yeah, what's going on? And then it was, it was to that point until I realized, and going back to what you said, I didn't reach out. I didn't know how the process worked at all. I didn't have any mentors. I didn't reach out to anybody. I just thought that, you know, you put yourself up by your own bootstraps. But that's, that, that's the, like, um, like, that's the downside to, to, like, I guess when you graduate and reality hit you, you get this degree thinking, I went to school for four years. I'm like, Upper echelon, like I'm the cream of the crop. Like, you how, are. how you gonna say no to Diddy? Like, that's yeah. how I feel. Like, yeah. I'm like, they wrong to you. Let me call these people because they a hundred million emails in my email right now of no, we went with somebody better. You don't qualify. Yeah. We found a, a better candidate. I was like discouraged and so depressed. Like, but I feel like we all we all went through that post grad depression where we felt like, well, dang. Because ego plays a big part into it too. That's why nobody wants to, nobody wants to ever look like. Everybody wants to look like the boss But nobody wants to show the work Or yeah. either the workers that they have Helping them to be that boss Right so Tom it's okay that you was a custodian for, um, <laughs> yeah, You don't have to boost it up To seem like a cardiovascular respiratory therapist I wasn't no custodian Head custodian I'm sorry And I went, and I went to Tampa and got a job at Tampa General Hospital get, While getting my masters at that Got my masters and I was making 13 an hour yo. There was a promotion? Yeah. Onto security. Nigga. <laughs> flaming my ass. What? <laughs> I ain't got no comeback. She's flaming me right Draco. now. <laughs> flaming me right now. I ain't got no comeback. I was like, nigga. <laughs> no, but but it was because of but I realized I stepped back and realized like the the reason that I was in the position I was in was because I hadn't reached out to anybody. I hadn't I hadn't reached out to I hadn't needed anybody to mentor me. I hadn't asked any questions. I was just moving thinking that, oh yeah. I got the I got the paper, you know. I am who I am. I'm just sit, submitting. It's good, but life don't work like that. And yeah. you have to, and you need people. One of the things 
one of the major tricks, and I know I, I go in and out of spirituality and talking about God and then nigga and this, all that. But one of the major tricks. You have tricks balance. Because yeah, you, you seem, you are very well spoken. You are um somewhat educated. You look, you are smarter than you look. Oh, wow. Thank so, you. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. I appreciate that. So, uh, yeah. yeah, you bring that balance to the conversation <laughs> and we appreciate it. But one, one of the things about the devil is, the trick of the devil is isolation. He, he he really wants to isolate you to believe that your situation is so um, severe and your situation is so different and so unique that nobody can help you. Nobody can reach out to you. Nobody can get to you. Mm-hmm. Nobody can lead you or teach you anything. And once we start to believe that, we realize, we, we fail to realize that that's not the case at all. Um, I always talk about, and I tell people this, Christ is communal. If you If you love Jesus Christ, you love people. Mm-hmm. And if you don't love people, you don't love Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. You know that's that's Amen. Just, that's just the main thing. And don't so, forget about tithes and offerings. <laughs> <laughs> and so and so when you moving when you moving through life, there's never a phase in your life that you shouldn't be connected to people mm-hmm. under you, horizontally to you, and over you. Mm-hmm. There should always be a point, a point in your life where you're looking down, reaching at, and pulling somebody else up who was where you were. There should always be a point in your life where you're reaching out to people who are where you are. If it's in the same grade, class, whatever, economic stance, you know, there should always be a person. You should reach out to people like that. And there should always be a point in your life at the same time where you're looking at a person who where you want to be. Mm-hmm. And you're connecting them and you're pulling their information from them because Christ is communal. And once you have all three of those levels, you realize that I am a complete person moving to where I want to get to. You, you're not going to get there by yourself. And if you do get there by yourself, well, well you know, you're not going to get there by yourself. And if you are moving thinking that you're getting there by yourself, you're doing a disadvantage to the people that you come from. Mm-hmm. Because, exactly. Because they need people like you to help them. And to reach back. And I'm real big on that. Like, I, 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 I couldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for the the guidance I received from like my mentors when I first got in college. Like if it wasn't for like the Vince Evans and the Tonette Grams and the Gladys Murrays and, and the Nicole Bowden and the Toms. Oh, okay. It's just like and you know what I'm saying, not to discredit oh and Justin McCorry's shot the beta new like since she went here I'm oh, what's my brother. Up? Can you not? But like if it wasn't <laughs> for those people, I would have still been just, you know, Tia, the love the the with the, the angry black girl, you know what I'm saying, hovering over my head. Like when I got when I was in high school, I was a different Tia versus the Tia that I became when I got to college. The Tia that I was in high school, I hate when people are like, oh Tia Cash, bro, that's not me no more. That's so dead. Like I went to school four years, but not two years. You know what I'm saying? Got a whole degree, headed to law school. Don't talk mm-hmm. about her no more. You know what I'm saying? And it's like it's about having balance. Like that's not who I was. Like I had to meet these people. I had they had they had poured into me what somebody poured into them. Mm-hmm. So I'm real big on okay. I, I'm relatable because I was this person in high school. Although I don't like to talk about it now, I know where I am now. I can reach back to the person that was going on the same route as me, and I can pour back into them because so many people just took a chance on me, didn't know me from a can of paint, but they took a chance on me. And that's a problem that um, most the younger generation have. They're scared to ask for help. I have a very aggressive approach to everything. Like, if I like what you're doing I, and I look up to you, I'm, I'm going to ask you. Like, right now I'm trying to get into law school. I I got so many lawyer friends right now to this day that I just met off social media that literally it's because I started a conversation. I like what you're doing. I need some help. I don't mind asking for help. You you want to be a, a psychiatrist. You reach up to, you know, psychiatrists that are more seasoned. You might, you know what I'm saying, want to become a top flight security of the world. And, <laughs> I knew you were going to try I knew you was from the Charlie, dog. I knew you was from the Charlie, so, so I'm just saying, like, I don't, like, Stop being afraid to like reach back because that's why you so depressed because you're not where you at where you want to be because you're scared to ask for help. Like you think making an Instagram post, oh, I want to do hair. They ain't a hair stylist that'll do one-on-ones. Nail techs that's doing one-on-ones. Barbers that's doing one-on-ones. Like you need help to get where you're going. And that's why we mm-hmm. so depressed because we can't get out of our own way. And like we have to also remember once we get to where we, where, once we get to, we got to, like, like Tom said, we got to reach back. You got to reach back. You can't, once you become the top hairstylist, oh, I don't do classes. I don't. Yeah. But how yeah, you, the next person gonna learn? You will never get your blessings like that. Like just mm-hmm. trying to be like so untouchable. Cause I feel like we all go through it. Mm-hmm. You on your high horse. I was on my high horse for a long time, and I felt like God took everything from me, and it really okay. humbled me. Like okay. it really humbled me. I feel like you know life has to happen for you to be humble. You gotta mess up money. You gotta lose friends. You gotta you know what I'm saying go through with your family. You gotta you know what I'm saying trying to figure out what is next meal coming from or how you gonna put gas in your car to appreciate you know what I'm saying the process. Right. 
So a yeah. lot of depression just comes from social media, us looking at these other people's lives, not knowing what they're going through. Yeah. It comes from not knowing how to ask for help. So you stuck in one spot because you feel like I'm not getting nowhere because you're not asking for help. And you mm-hmm. think, because you hear rappers doing it on their own and these lies, they tell it in their lyrics, you got to ask for help, bro. They on a label with a, with a team. My teacher told me I wasn't going to be shit. No, your teacher right. told me to read out loud. Right. And your guys can't read for shit. <laughs> Cause see, before I left fam, I took on one of my old professors as a mentor, and like I just made her my mentor because I was like, her career is something that I want to model my career after. So I was yeah. like, you know, I I just basically I'm like the little sister that never went away. But I I had enough, you know, you have to you have to build that confidence up within yourself, and you have to believe that you know I'm you gonna be an asset to somebody, and that's and that's and you know me and Tia talk about this a lot where you know. You're an asset to the person. Like you don't, you don't want to come on and be a leech. Yeah. I never wanted to go on and start working with her and be like, just you know, just sucking up air around her. Okay, what are you, what are you doing for me? It's all, yeah. It's it's also who you keep around you. That can be yeah. very depressing. Like it, it don't even have to be people you we could keep around you. Like I know I was depressed. I had to pull her from social media. Black people love saying, making jokes. Oh, just because you are social media, you think you get your life together. No, that's really real. Are. That's real. <laughs> I had to pull back because I felt like the people on my news feed were always angry, always arguing. About something, always complaining about something, always, you know, needing this, asking for this. And I feel like that consumed me. Like, to literally get out of my depression, I had to unfollow people, deactivate my page for a while. I had to tell myself, no social media. The first 30 minutes I wake up or an hour I wake up, no social media hour before I go to bed. I had to go to church every Sunday. I had to, like, you know, stop listening to so much rap music because mm-hmm. I felt like that's what made me so angry. I ain't no drug dealer, but I could be making like muffins for Mackenzie and I'm up here whipping whipping up this batter like I'm really cooking up something crack. Like it was crazy. And I just ah, 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 push it. Like but seriously, like I don't know, like I had to I had to pull back because I feel mm-hmm. like people's lives were consuming me and it was depressing. What y'all was going through was depressing. Them them spirits was jumping. I felt like them spirits mm-hmm. like took over me. Y'all got so much going on. I don't even got nothing going on in my life. But I'm seeing all this and it's like, okay, my mm-hmm. thoughts my, my thoughts and my judgment is cloudy right now. And that's why when I get on social media, especially on Facebook now when they be talking about negative things, I don't they don't even come across my feed because the type of people I follow. Yeah. Like, I don't know what you're talking about because I don't I don't need to be around nothing like that. And once you once you learn your self worth, that's the big key. Like you have to value yourself enough to be like, I don't need to be around this bullshit. Like I don't need to be reading about or who sleeping with who baby daddy, or who fought who last night at the club. I don't. I don't need to be putting it in and adding to the fact that um, I, I I feel like I'm not getting anywhere. I got I got this four year degree, but I'm working a, a minimum wage job or this and that and the third. So you have to learn. You know, make jokes about it all you want, but you have to learn to let certain stuff go. Yeah. And social media is a big no. in our society now is a big part. And in not even that is it. It can be your own mama, your daddy, your significant other, your best friend that. Is the cause of your depression and your anger and your resentment. And if mm-hmm. you don't know how to, like, channel that, you can be on one of them shows, like, snapped or, you know what I'm saying? Like, people think, like, people think they can tell you, just get over it. Like, even in relationships, friendships, mm-hmm. your mama, just get over it. You'll be okay. You know what I'm saying? And that, like, no. Don't tell me I'll be okay. Talk to me. Because yeah. a lot of times, us as women, we feel like the only person that can make it better is the person that hurt us. So we'll go back to that with the notion that they can make it better. That we gonna fix this. We gonna get through this. And that's that's depressing because it's a never. I can't, I can't make it better. Tom, you're a whore. Please stop. <laughs> oh my God. Like, oh like, like. Now nah, I lost my train of thought, and I was trying to be so serious, but like I'm serious. If like, not, if you feel no, come back, come to me. I can make it. Better. Tom, well, anyway. Oh my back God. To, like, but no, you have to, and they go. They still they plays into your self work because you have to value yourself enough to be like. You gotta step away I, from I this gotta, person. You gotta get out this um, what's the, the hamster wheel? Like just mm-hmm. you're doing the same thing. Oh, yep. He he beat my ass last night, but no, he 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 did. But you know you he have me too. <laughs> Maybe I did slip into that. You know, like <laughs> I don't know. Really yeah, really like. Oh, it can't nobody beat my ass. No, not I do that. Not me. Oh, I beat that. But you have people. I, I mean, I've had cases come sitting in my couch where it's like the girl be like well you know and then you ask them to list back history of you know how when when was the first time this happened they can go back years ago and i'm like 
Do you you have to identify patterns to people, and yeah. sometimes until somebody points it out to you, you're like, damn, I am you. And some, and then another thing people like to do is entertain the same type of person in different bodies. Like you keep dating the same type of person over, yeah. you entertain the same type of friend, and you get that same result, and you're like, I don't understand why. And that's why you always depressed. It's like because you ask God to remove these people out your life, but it's she not looking for them. Yeah, that's that's who you attract. Yeah. Like you're not intentional about it. I can say, oh, I'm so tired of time. Like please, God, send me somebody else. Like it's just. You, yeah. But it's I get another time in a different body, and it's like God, why are you punishing me? Like I'm so sick of time. Like <laughs> oh, it'll never be another. Oh my never god, never be another. Oh my god. But no, some serious. Like one one of the things that I really I really appreciated was when I asked God to you know all right, so help me, help me, and He humbled me, and it was it wasn't one of those humblings where I just you know I was crying and things like that. It wasn't that. It was one of those things where I was humbled. And he showed me, like, this is, I, I sent you through all these things. I sent you to Tampa for two years. I sent you to Tallahassee and all these other places and people that I wanted you to meet to get things out of you, to get something out of you. And so now in my life, like, I'm, I'm, I'm a medical student and I'm, I don't, but I don't want to be a doctor. I know that sounds kind of crazy. I do want to finish. I want to graduate. But I really am trusting the process. Yeah. And I appreciate God for the late nights. I appreciate God for the. All those hours in the hospital and the people I meet with, and literally coming up through like the grunt work, working in the, working in the hospital, not as a custodian. Oh, because you know I was coming. But as an EKG technician, and like working, working, being underemployed at one point in time, you know, because it it showed me, it humbled me, and to trust the process and the people who I would have, if I would have just kept going, I would have overlooked a lot of people. And he also, in humbling me, he also made me very conscious of the reason people are in the situation they're in. You know, oftentimes we look at a person and you see where they are and you write them off because it's not where you want to be. But no, everybody has a reason. Mm-hmm. Homeless people just don't wake up and choose to be homeless. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? People just don't wake up and choose to be in the situation they're in. And so the compassion that Christ shows us, um, once we're humble, we're able to see that in others. And we're able to exude that to other people. Exactly. And it'll teach you, like... um I guess I had to fall flat on my face to understand people. Like, like you said, we write certain people out because we feel like we don't like. We always say, "Oh, I'll never be here." I don't understand why they went back. Oh, I don't understand why they work in this job. I don't understand why they quit this job mm-hmm. before they found another job. Like, we speak on stuff that we don't know anything yeah, about yeah, until about. it's us in the situation. Now we have a better appreciation for people and their struggles. Now I like a lot of people they get depressed because they feel like you where I want to be at. I'm no, I learned. You need to be happy for this person. Praise them for what they're doing. Congratulate them because you might not be ready for this. Like you, I, Tom, you want to be a doctor. Say, for instance, I want to be a doctor. Mm. I'm not ready to be a doctor. I'm not mature enough. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, like, it, t- it took some time for me to do Yeah, no, yeah like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like even police officer. My friend is a police officer right now. I want to be a police officer. My mama police, my daddy police, my granddaddy, uncles, everybody, all throughout Florida. Man, chill out. (laughs) Chill out, because you're the pastor, son. Relax. But, like, but what I'm saying is, like, I don't understand why, like, why, why can't I be an officer right now? That's all I really want to be an officer. My mama done helped so many people get on, but I'm her own daughter, and I can't get on. And I feel like, Maybe I'm not ready. Maybe I'm not mature enough to have this gun. Maybe I'm not mature. Like maybe <laughs> that's I'm, the truth. Shut up. Maybe maybe I'm too popular to be a police officer, and my peers ain't gonna respect me if I write them a ticket, or my peers ain't gonna mm-hmm. respect me if I'm the one that show up at their home when they call nine one one. So maybe it's the reason God not putting me in this place. And I feel like we oftentimes get depressed because we feel like she got what I want, yeah. or I'm trying to get here. Why it happened for her so sooner than it happened for me? And we don't understand. We're not ready. Like, we're just not ready. It's not meant for us. And then that's why we also have to be, you know, particular about what we ask God. And we have to be specific. Because if you don't put any specifics on it, he'll answer your prayer or answer what you're asking for in his own way. Right. Because, like, like, Tom wanted to work for Carter Vascular and now he's a custodian. You have to be intentional. You want to work in the hospital. But you don't have a job you want. But you got a job. And this is me being totally vulnerable right now, being transparent, is the fact that. I had the job I had um, once I graduated with my master's. About the last three, four months, I was like, I want a new job. I, I don't, I don't want to be here anymore. I was like, da, da, da. but I wasn't doing anything behind it. I was just, you know, complaining. I got fired a month ago, so it's like, you know, and I, you know, it's taking me the month of, you know, getting over that shock and all that, but to understand, like, God, I did say I wanted a new job. I, I did not put on how I wanted to get that new job. Right. So you showed me. You was like, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna get you out of this one. 
and you know we're gonna sit you down for a minute we're gonna gonna show you okay you guys so and that's what that's my lesson and make sure you're intentional about what you say because it's going to happen i had a friend she was saying how she wanted a new car she wanted a new car she got to a car wreck yeah Yeah. but because she didn't put any specifics on how she wanted to get that new car she just kept saying i want a new car but you don't know how you're going to come across it and that's why you have to I didn't mean to cut you off, yeah. but I just feel like that's why you have to speak positivity into your life. Like, a lot of people, like, I had a, a friend, a close friend of mine, and she just felt like she never understood, I guess, the way my thought process. Mm-hmm. I, I never really, you know what I'm saying, outside of, you know what I'm saying, not really want to cry about stuff. Like, I never really let stuff get to me. I never let stuff beat me up. I never, you know, beat myself up about things where I felt because I felt like I always spoke positivity into myself. Like, mm-hmm. I always felt like, okay... I might, you know what I'm saying, be right here right now, but I look in the mirror and I see I see an elephant in a room, you know what I'm saying, full of pussycats. Like, you know what I'm saying, that's just that's me. I am a I'm a I'm a lion in a jungle full of, you know what I'm saying, monkeys and huh? yeah. Like I just, you know what I'm saying, like I have to speak highly of myself. Like I have to speak, you know what I'm saying, make stuff bigger than what it is cuz if you think big and you dream big, you're going to be big. Like, I can't think like the rest of the world think because, you know what I'm saying, that's just not me. And the thing that's been motivating me is, like, you bend, but you never break. Like, I've been about this past month has been one of my most tough months. months. Trying months. Right. But I I honestly can say I'm, it has not, you know, it has not broke me. I still am, I know for wherever I go, I'm like, you need me, you know, I don't need you. And you're supposed to have that mindset. You're supposed to have that big dog mindset thinking like, look, I'm an asset. You know what I'm saying? These companies telling you no. Okay, well, one day I'm going to be the person that's signing your checks. I'm going to be, you know what I'm saying, telling you no. I'm looking forward to the day when I walk into, you know, different conferences and stuff and I'm I'm CEO and, you know. Exactly. We we, we shake hands on the same level. You bringing me coffee. Like, that's how I feel. No, I'm looking at you, uh, custodian, Superman. (laughs) I'm looking at you, cleanup guy, but I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like, I feel like um, you gotta speak life into yourself. Always, always speak positive and speak highly and speak life into yourself. And, but understand, like, one of the reasons that you are who you are is because God is intentional in what he's doing. And in him being intentional, he puts you in positions and puts you in places, puts you in places. For other people to benefit off you. A lot of times we want to be at the top. And we want to be CEO. We want to be head. HNIC. And it's like God is telling us. like I can't I can't get other people. I can't help other people if you're at that position right now. Mm-hmm. And so I need you to start at the bottom. I'll, I'll elevate you in my time. Mm-hmm. But I need you to understand. Because one, you have confidence. A lot of us have a lot of self-confidence. And know that we we the best thing since sliced bread. I'm Diddy. Yeah. That, that was me. But God had to put me in places to where I could be impactful to other people who were at levels that I would never get to. Yeah, I, so, I had to go through my um, my Felicia phase. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so and so I had to. I had. I, I I started at the bottom. Not not like I've always been. I, I live a pretty nice life. I'm not saying I just started. I was broke. I ain't had no. I, I I'm good. Like that, not that type of hurt. But I started in the bottom career wise. Then I realized. That I was there to speak positivity to other people. Because I knew I wasn't going to be there for long. But I needed other people around me. God wanted other people around me to understand that life can get better. Things do get better. Things mm-hmm. change. And so oftentimes he'll put the perfect person. He'll take the perfect person and put you in a horrible situation. Not because he wants to change you. He wants to, you to change the situation. You know. And so that's, that's part of depression also. Understanding that it's temporary. Right. It's temporary. Like, this is a moving point. You know, you look at times in your life where things were bad and you've moved past that. Somebody say you survived 100% of your worst days. Mm-hmm. And that's the truth. You survived 100% of your worst days. And so when you're going into the next day that you look like it's going to be bad, the next season like going to be bad, realize I have a track record of surviving bad things. And that should automatically understand, like, hey, why am I depressed? You know, why am I... Why am I looking down? You know what I'm saying? Like that—that's how I kind of embrace things, come at things. Yeah. Um. Like as far as the you know the main the central topic of do depression cause your problems or do your problems cause depression? Um, my depression did not cause me any problems. My depression, you know, what I'm saying, had me step back, had to reset, recharge, and then you know I. I bounced back from it. I I shook it off. You know what I'm saying? I didn't let my depression stop me, you know, because mm-hmm. some, some people let depression, like, get the best of them. Some people let depression, like, beat them up. Some Sometimes depression is the end for some people because, mm-hmm. you know, in the community, we kind of sweep 
suicide under the rug in the black community, but it's real. Like, suicide is real in the black community. Like, childhood trauma is real in the black community, and I feel like once we learn to, uh, like, address it and not let depression defeat us, we could be so much better as people. Once we stop telling people, oh, just pray about it. If you see somebody on Instagram, Facebook, you know, crying out for help, you see them, you know what I'm saying, their behavior pattern has changed, and they're not the same person they used to be, reach out to them. Mm -hmm. Like, people wonder why... How you know so many people? Why so many people like you? Because I have seen people go through stuff. Don't know them from a can of paint. We just like each other pictures and comment on each other stuff every blue moon. In the DMs. I'm fast. I'm writing ADMs and offering <laughs> offering help, a listening ear, because people like you, Tom. <laughs> but now I'm just kidding. But seriously, like and people, you know, people need that. Like they need that that listening no, they ear. They need that shoulder to crown. Like some of the like I honestly me I probably can't talk to like you know my siblings and my parents about everything but just talking to a stranger getting everything like off my chest where they you know have an unbiased opinion of me I feel so much better yeah like I feel so that's much better like being in the airport you have some of the best conversations with people in the airport because you're never going to see them again or... not even airport Walmart when Dixie Old Navy <laughs> oh, oh yeah <laughs> You did have a good conversation though. Right, yeah. literally. Yeah, we like real. really did. Like I ain't seen time in like mm, like a couple of months or whatever. Yeah. And I literally we saw each other in Orange Park Mall and we talked for like two hours just catching up on life and he made me feel so much better than you know what I'm saying, anybody yeah. close to me could have made me feel because he, you know what I'm saying, had an unbiased opinion and mm-hmm. he, he was being real. It wasn't just Tia we know you probably had an attitude and was overreacting or you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. people do that, like that that's that's one thing right there that I can't stand when people close to you feel like it's always you. It's always yeah. you. No, sometimes it's not always me. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like Most I'm not always, not always the problematic person. So I need somebody who, you know what I'm saying, don't know me or think they know me so well, you know what I'm saying, just to understand where I'm coming from and hear me out. Because a lot of people they they crying out to people that's not really listening. They just responding, but they're not listening and they're they're not telling you what you want to hear, so you, like people start acting out. Very true. You know, you know, just like you know, parents and stuff. We ain't got no nerves. We ain't got no reason to be depressed. So yeah, but that's why you have to utilize your resources. Like, um, and this is no shade to nobody, but we have many insurance companies in Jacksonville that people work for Florida Blue, United Health, um, Florida Blue. <laughs> but you, but you all had these. You know, you had your employee benefits, and y'all have employee assistance program, which is basically a fancy way of saying you have. Paid counseling in your benefits package, and you all let it just lapse and lapse and lapse. But you have it there to use, even in your insurance, you have it there to use. Right. So you have to make sure, you know, you use, you utilize your resources, and you know. Speaking of seek help. Blue, it's all, yeah. it's so many seek, <laughs> seek help. Um, yes. Yeah. So yeah. So um, we're gonna seek help. We're not gonna go to social media about our problems. Yeah. We're gonna find a close friend. We're gonna find a church home. We're gonna do meditation, yoga, balancing Journey, chakras. All that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Diary. Hot in the studio. I oh. spit hot fire. Oh my god. Right, writing does help. Not yeah. every, you know. So you do. You know. Do your writing, but you Pro- know. Use use the professionals that are there and you know that's that's on a serious note like make sure you use what's out there for you drop your mixtape oh my god so ladies and gentlemen pray for tom (laughs) ain't nothing wrong with him he just slow um drop your mixtape but um yeah so um i i'm glad we talked about what we talked about today you know facing personal demons and beating depression and not letting depression defeat you like you're you're not alone um, maybe the topic shouldn't have been facing demons. Maybe it should have been you no, are not alone. Yeah. That's one of the demons. Yeah. Oh my god. But thank you guys for listening. If you're on Twitter, please hashtag TVF doing a live Twitter feed. Let me know how you feel, feedback, um, questions, comments, concerns. Um, Tom, Elena, y'all wanna give y'all social media handles? What is my show? I haven't given it out. My social media handles, I am Tom Diamond. My um my Instagram is what is it? A perfect flaw with two zeros at the end. So a perfect flaw double zero. That's so long. She's depressed. I am Okay. <laughs> okay. I am Tom Diamond. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna wrap it up and thank you guys for listening and until next time.